Well, welcome back to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity beyond Homo sapiens, which we call Homo spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is the connection to the higher self part of our true self-anatomy that people call by various different names. Our prime directive above all else is to make and constantly return to taut connection day in and day out, breath in and breath out as our first step and really our most important step in dealing with everything in our daily life rather than viewing problems as things we can solve separately from taut. Yes, well said. And today we're going to be talking about consciousness and specifically the art of imagining, which is a faculty that every human being has, to catalyze our consciousness for good. And we'll show you how consciousness, vibration, and imagination go hand in hand and walk you through three specific steps to activate and utilize your imagination in service of actualize, actualizing higher love and wisdom in the physical universe as an expression of the one thing or taught, which everybody has, by the way, as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's going to be really juicy. So we'll start with the question of how are consciousness, imagination, and vibration connected? And what do they have to do with the one thing? And to tie this in, because it's been a little while since we've recorded a an episode of TOT, uh, in our last episode, episode 46, we were talking about vibration uh, and uh, we were talking about it in terms of vibration being our essential life force. And if that doesn't sound familiar or if that's a new notion to you, or if you don't recall what we covered in episode 46, then just go to totpodcast.net and watch or listen to episode 46. Um, now we're, we're especially mentioning this connection between consciousness, imagination, and vibration, because as I said before, we, since we've been on a little break from doing these episodes, we're wanting to make sure we've got some continuity for those of you who haven't been binge watching these episodes and you're, uh, you're tuning into this episode after not having seen an episode from us for a while. Yeah, perfect. And just as a quick recap, our vibration is the total of our thoughts, feelings, words, pictures in our mind and our actions. So, and, and what influences that? Like before we even have a thought or an emotion or we speak a word or, you know, that kind of thing, we have a consciousness. Like that's the part of us that is connected to the, the whole weave of life. All of life is consciousness and we're an individualized expression of that higher consciousness. And then how we use that consciousness is our own choice. It's, you know, that's the meaning of free will, actually. And um, 
some people use it for for good and other people use it for in you know neutral ways and other people use it in ways that are not serving to themselves or all of humanity and, and this is the way that we consciousness is the way that we uh, are all connected you know because it's a hard concept for an individualized mind to think about how how is it that we're actually connected to the whole of life we hear these things talked about but how does that actually uh, come come to play and it's it's by way of our consciousness the good news is is that most of our consciousnesses could use some upgrades and so the good news is is that we there's always ways to elevate and expand and increase the um oh, oh, what's the word when, refinement refining our consciousness so you know that's the reason that we wanted to have this conversation so you know we can also call that that tapestry of life the universe you know we can call it um what are other things the source of all life you know we can call it light but the key is, is that that's the whole, and it, there's a life force to it. There's an energetic life force, and that life force is what what animates our consciousness. And then, in a couple of steps down from the animation of our consciousness, are our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and the beating of our heart and the pumping of our blood and the digesting of our food and you know the ability to use words to have these conversations and like that. And consciousness, by its own nature, is is a creative capacity. And so, because we're one with the consciousness of all the universe it's it we just have to kind of parse that out by that by nature of consciousness being creative so are we so we're in a co-creative dance with life we're in a co-creative dance with the source of all of life of, with nature and so just being consciously aware and present and um you know just yeah i guess aware is the best word uh, that of that then we can be more directive with our energy that is life force that is consciousness everything is consciousness everything is energy so we want to get really first we want to learn how to manage that energy and then we want to learn how to be masterful at utilizing that energy in ways that are helpful to not only our own lives our minds our bodies our lives but also to the world around us so and we have a mind that can choose and that's the meaning of directing so when we direct our thoughts let's say away from something that is worrisome and down a rabbit hole and we direct it to something that's serving to our our, our well-being then that's being directive of consciousness right and just as a as a another way of considering consciousness we've talked in a previous episode about the fifth dimension and the you know what what all of that looks like and you know the meaning of it and you know to to the best of our knowledge um but one thing to know is that there there's a bandwidth of consciousness that this fifth dimension is uh, uh, you know operates in it's based on vibration and frequency and it happens to be the same consciousness as the buddha had and as christ consciousness and that as any ascended master who's walked on earth and then lifted themselves or elevated themselves or awakened themselves or arisen themselves into that bandwidth of consciousness what that means and this is the best part is that anybody anybody who's on this planet can also do that and not only can we but it's kind of what we said we would do especially if we're on the planet at this point in the collective consciousness so know that it's easier now more than any time in ever recorded history for us to access that consciousness we just have to apply ourselves in doing that mm. yeah 
Yeah. Oh, so, so articulate, uh, articulate. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we've touched a little bit on what is consciousness, what is vibration. And now we get to the question before we go into the three steps we want to talk with you about. We go into the question of what is imagination? And Lori and I view imagination as our capacity to use our consciousness to vibrationally impress inwardly and outwardly specific visions, outcomes, and manifestations that matter to us. Now, that is kind of a mouthful. So <laughs> if that's your first exposure to this way of understanding imagination, I'm going to say it one more time so it can sink in. Imagination is our capacity to use our consciousness to vibrationally impress both inwardly and outwardly specific visions, outcomes, and manifestations that matter to us. And we want to insert a little myth buster having to do with this understanding of imagination, which is that many people that both Lori and I have come into contact with over the years think they have, uh, or they don't actually, they don't think they have a good or vivid imagination. But that's simply because most of us have never learned how to recognize or harness our imagination, not because it's actually true. Uh, imagination is as much a part of our human makeup as our arm, as our eyes, as our ears. Uh, and it, it's just, as I said, not, not been recognized or developed widely enough. If you, if you want to know if you have the capacity to imagine, if you're still wondering if you have that capacity, just think for a moment about how good you are at worrying. <laughs> <laughs> Those because, are vivid. Those are vivid pictures. <laughs> yeah. And that's an example of a well-developed yet counterproductive use of imagination. And what we're going to focus on with you in the rest of this episode is a useful utilization of our imagination in service of higher love and wisdom, in service of the one thing, in service of doing our parts in each moment of each day to help bring heaven to earth. Beautiful. Yes. And thank you for that reminder of how good we good most of us are at worrying. Therefore, we are we do have a capacity of vivid imagination. <laughs> So let's start with um, the three steps that, um, for activating and utilizing your imagination. Step one uh, is the is stepping into higher consciousness, right? It's it's being consciously directive that you're lifting your consciousness in into uh, a place where you're going to actually start impressing something upon it. You know, it was said. There's a lot of books people have written over over the centuries about how to use this imagination capacity. And almost all of them talk to some degree or another about how uh, when 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 um, cameras for photography came uh, got invented, it was it's like we've said before in in other episodes about how everything is almost everything is hidden in plain sight. So the camera and photography is a perfect example of the use of our imagination because the camera shoots it, it focuses itself to something. And it takes that shot. And then we get to see that 
in the in the camera lens there's there's an impression or a visual or a picture that gets impressed into the camera lens and so if you just imagine that your own consciousness is like a camera and that you're going to impress particular visions into your into your lens so to speak um, then that is a really good directive use of your consciousness and the consciousness within and the conscious, your higher consciousness and all of that is connected will actually take those visions, those uh, pictures, and the, the longer we hold it, the, the energy of the universe will actually then bring that picture into the physical form. That's what the term manifestation means. So, um, so there was something else I was going to say about that, and I just lost it. It was, uh, oh, maybe it'll come back. Oh, just go ahead and interrupt if it does. Yeah, yeah. So the thing to know is that when we ask or when, oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, let me say this first. If you get nervous about impressing upon your consciousness, you know, like a, a dream or a deep desire that you have and it feels a little far away and you, you don't know where to start with this consciousness business, start small. I mean, I still use my consciousness to, you know, remember something I want to get at the grocery store or remember when I get home that I want to do X, Y, and Z, and I'll set it up in my vision capacity, in my imagination. And then more often than not, way more often than not, I, I will remember that. But if I don't use that imagining capacity, then it it just kind of floats away and I, I'm trying to sort of remember what I was trying to remember and it, it, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's effortful. But when we use our imagination, there's less effort involved. And our job as human beings, if you've not heard this before, our job as human beings is to make those impressions upon our consciousness, upon our imagination uh, plate, if you will, hold them as if they're true and real until they arrive in the physical and let the universe figure out how that's going to happen. Like that isn't actually your job. The ego will, the lower human mind, the, you know, the ego disconnected from our higher presence's consciousness will make up all kinds of stories about how this doesn't work and how it wants to take the reins back. And But if we hold that vision in our imagination, if we keep sort of connected to that uh, the pictures in our consciousness, it actually lifts uh, our capacities above our ego mind and just kind of bypasses that part of ourselves. We might There might still be some ego mind management, <laughs> but really all it is is, sorry, we're going to this vision here. We're not, you know, I'm not going to listen to you per se. Um, and, then, and then we won't be misusing our consciousness, right? So we, we bypass the ego's capacities to kind of hijack our consciousness, which it does all the time. And I guarantee yours is doing it too, because there, I don't know a human being who that isn't happening to, unless they're fully enlightened and awakened. It probably doesn't happen to Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, is that we have to practice this, right? We have to, we have to exercise practice in order to get better and better at this, but it is possible. And it's very fun too. It's much easier than being you know, I think about if I don't use this capacity, I feel like I'm just being thrown about in the storm upon crazy seas, and I have no idea when land is coming. But this is actually a, you know, a a, a solid boat heading for land when we use our our imagining capacities. Mm -hmm. So, step one, as Lori's been saying, is to step into higher consciousness. And the reason that that's the first step in activating and utilizing our imagination is because 
if we're not stepping into higher consciousness first, then the tail's wagging the dog. Our fear is going to be running our imagination. So in order to utilize imagination well, the first step is, is to step into higher consciousness. And then step two is to attend to your imagination, which is kind of a two-sided coin. And what I'll say before I get into the two-sided coin is that I really want to emphasize that imagination includes and involves all five of our senses, really our sixth sense too, in terms of intuition. But a lot of people who haven't really been exposed to a full-throated approach to utilizing imagination often make the mistake of thinking that visualization is all that's involved in imagination. And that's not true. What's true is visualization is a very important part of imagination, but so is feeling, so is, is tasting, so is hearing. Uh, all, all of our five senses plus intuition are what imagination includes. So what we do in attending to our imagination once we've stepped into higher consciousness is we bring to our awareness our attention and witness without judgment when we're doing imagining whatever that happens to be especially when it's in play according to our ego's beliefs in separation fear worry and judgment mm -hmm. so we don't want to pretend like we're not imagining when our ego has temporarily taken control over our imagination. When we're attending to our imagination, we're noticing first where our imagination is focusing, where, where it's driving us, what's driving our imagination. And then we start to shift into, into a higher consciousness kind of utilization of imagination. So an example of that would be to just simply dream of a life so grand that your limiting fears make absolutely no sense inside of that dream. Yeah. And then from that dream, which in, again, in imagination, it involves all five senses, feeling and tasting and smelling and hearing and seeing all of that grand life that is so grand, like I said, that it it our, our fears make absolutely no sense inside of that imagining. And then from that place, that consciousness, that imagination, start living that life in this here and now moment today, however humbly that might be, however small or limited that might be at first, knowing that the more we practice this, the, the more full our imagination will be and the more fully we will feel it. And so what we're describing here in attending to our imagination is that doing this requires engaging our imagination in ways that few of us have ever been taught to do. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to, to um, add to what you beautifully said, David, which is when you like, let's say you decide you're going to, put together a beautiful dream in your mind, you know, a whole movie in your mind about your dream life or a dream 
piece of your life or whatever. Be prepared that your there will be uh, pushback from your lower human mind who is limited and scared and doesn't believe in in the in the ability to expand and and doesn't trust it doesn't trust it because it could be dangerous right so if you just know all of that and you you know you live yourself into a regular imagining every day that it, you know that is part of your dream uh set the part of you aside that you know rears its ugly head up and says no way no way no way and gives all kinds of excuses about why the no way love that part of yourself you know, put your arms around that part of yourself and say, I hear you. And we're, we're still going to do our dream because there's nobody that's going to get hurt in, in using our imagination. Our imagination is our most potent uh, ability to, to affect our life than anything else. And it, not only do we affect our own life, but then we can affect the world around us. So this is why it's a really, you know, yummy topic for David and I to be sharing with you. So step number three is to be intentional about what you impress upon your imagination. So we've sort of said this, but intention plays a good role here because you want to be very particular about, I mean, if you were decorating your house, you're particular about, you know, pillows and sofas and colors and tiles and all that, right? So it's the same idea. You want to be really intentional and particular about what you want your mind to be um, pulling into the physical for you. And this does take practice until it becomes second nature. But I will say that it is more our nature to do it, to imagine than to not. So it's just that we've all been out of practice for a, a long while, including previous generations, but that's changing now. So it's actually easier to imagine now than any, any, other time in history in, you know, in terms of on mass. So, which well, is why I'm, we're, you know, I'm, I'm going to kind of amend that slightly. Okay. Humanity has been imagining incredibly effectively throughout its entire history. It simply has been imagining through lower consciousness, through, through our animal selves. And sure enough, that dysfunctional use of imagination has created all of the problems that we're needing to outgrow 100%. today 100 and there were people in that you know during those times where who did use their imagination well um disney is one of them and there's mm -hmm. lots of other examples but what i'm saying now is that in mass we all have a higher ability to use our intentional imagining more so than any time in history yes. and that is what we will that is what will move the needle for peace in the world and, you know, the, the new earth and all the things that we've been talking about on our podcast. So um, let me see where my, I was here. Yeah. Even if you just do five minutes a day, just pick a topic that you want to infuse with beautiful pictures and feeling states and, you know, uh, the other senses, as David mentioned, like, what would you smell and what would you, what, you know, what would you be tasting if that experience came true for you? Not if, but when the only reason it doesn't come true it, from your imagination to the physical form is if we dump out on our, on our imagining, on our imagining of it or our trust that it will actually arrive. So um, some people like to just set it up once and then just completely trust that it'll arrive and it does. And other people like to visit it on the regular. Regular, but five minutes a day of, of using this imagination that you have that's so powerful um, will help to build that muscle, just like going to the gym, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, let's see here. And, and one of the things that helped me along the way is someone said, 
what would be the best possible outcome that you could imagine for whatever the topic is? And I thought, oh, well, that's a great way to jump to an imagination outcome. If I, if I imagine what would be the best possible outcome. And so you might want to take that too, and just, you know, play with it. Like what would be the best possible outcome of, you know, the raising of your teenage son or the best possible outcome of your current job situation or whatever. I mean, there's a million topics, right? And you're, you're imagining for yourself and, um, and then you're imagining, imagining for best possible outcomes for life around you. And you want to not be attached to that because, you know, the life around you is not in, you know, your own imagination for your life is what's best in under your conscious control. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I already just sort of said this, that the human, one of the pitfalls of this, um, this play of imagination is that the human mind will make a case for all of your higher imaginings being ridiculous. <laughs> and so the, the, the best, you know, advice that we have for you is just don't listen. Don't listen to that part of your, of your higher mind. There's nothing that has been created on this planet that didn't, that didn't use the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the use of, of imagination and imagine if all the people well, the people who, you know, Ford, who who created the car and all, all the things that we have now that make life so much easier than, let's say, when, you know, pilgrims landed on the new land back in the in the day. Um, it, 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 imagine if they just dumped out on their on what they saw in their mind's eye. And so we're asking you to not listen to the part of you that thinks it's ridiculous for you to be having setting yourself up for these best possible outcomes. And, and just to put a, uh, a a little emphasis on that. When when Lori's saying don't listen, she's not saying pretend like that lower consciousness voice is not there, because if we go into denial, then it's going to run us from behind. It's going to run us without us seeing it. What what don't listen means or stop listening means is stop believing the credibility of those messages. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. So just acknowledge that it's there but then choose at a different level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon the part, that part of our mind that wants to, you know, have us believe everything is ridiculous. will will say something to the effect of, Oh, she's really serious about this. He's really serious about this. I guess we'll just keep our mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing in the steps is that there, there's a lot of material out and some of it's really old, you know, hundred, hundred plus, you know, and then current, current material. But, some of the names that we can offer to you that have a, a good, um, um, you know, bunch of books. What do you call that when they have a bunch of books in one series? Yeah. So Neville Goddard is one of the names, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. Florence Chauvel Shin, S-H-I-N-N. Um, Wallace Waddles, uh, The St. Germain Discourses. All of these you can find on Amazon. And if you're not an Amazon fan, then, you know, I, I think Barnes & Noble probably has them as well um but the other thing is you know when you go on amazon if you look up any of these authors they'll show you other like authors so it's it's a big trough that you can you know drink from (laughs) and we do recommend like the mind needs you know a lot of these books have um case stories in them and it's very exciting to hear wow that person did that and they did that by the same use of the imagination that that I want to develop. And so then, you know, there's, it's just motivating and inspiring. So we do recommend that you feed yourself that way. 
Mm -hmm. And the, the thing I'll add about, about the authors that we're specifically mentioning is that if you're more um, religiously based than metaphysically based, these books will be just as nourishing for you because these authors really, really understood in a very deep kind of way the the deeper lessons in biblical stories. Neville and, Goddard in particular. Yeah, yeah, Goddard in particular, yes. And uh, so whether you're more metaphysically oriented or more conventional in your religious orientation, you are not going to find this material upsetting or uh, or frightening or contradictory to your beliefs. Yes, good point. Good point. Yeah. So ready for us to move into our takeaways? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, our takeaways for this episode are really, really simple, and we only have two of them. And the first one is consciousness is the one thing. Yes. Consciousness is the one thing. So the takeaway is befriend it and cultivate it. Yes. And we are very aware that we are a broken record about that, but <laughs> our human mind needs repetition. So, and then the other takeaway is that the art of imagination requires regular engagement, you know, like you're courting a beloved, right? Like take yourself on dates of, a, you know, imagination dates and, and play. If you play with this more than make it, you know, a, like a duty or a to-do thing, it, it will go much better if you're more playful and um, like you would be on a date, right? So those are the two things that we would ask of you in regards to cultivating your imagination. <laughs> the two and, things about the one thing. <laughs> yeah, the two things about the one thing. That's good. <laughs> and um, that yeah, so our next episode uh, you know, we like to kind of tease our next episode, and we are currently awaiting guidance from the one thing about what that next episode will be. We have a couple of things, you know, in our thoughts and consciousness, but we'll we'll see what drops in. So we don't have anything specific to tease you with, but other than the fact that we're back and we'd love to see you, you know, again next time in two weeks. So we enthusiastically invite you to visit totpodcast.net. That's T-O-T podcast.net. Let us know your comments, your questions, your, you know, any requests you have for topics for future episodes, even the next one, maybe, and also any feedback that you might have. So until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, so you can keep living a more and more fully engaged life as homo spiritus. 